1: okay i'm recording i'm a podcaster big fucking deal don't do your brandon wardell impression this early you were you were just sending me some late breaking news your your fave reps tyga they popped him
0: tyga caught a charge tyga caught a charge and i'm here to say on the record that i would guess he's guilty
1: um you know he provided us with Two slaps. What's the other slap besides Rack City? I can't it's not coming to mind right now. Let me see here.
0: That's pretty disappointing since you're like a a DJ professionally, and I'm sure you've reached into the crates and pulled some Tyga out from time to time.
1: I was never really a big fan. Like he's not like real he's not like a real rapper, you know? It's just like uh Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's from LA. <laughs> That's kinda your shit, if you think about it. He was he's from he's from Bompton. He's he's my favorite <laughs> Also, I didn't know he was half Asian. His name is Michael Ray Nguyen Stevenson. Do you want to sleep with him now? Damn it. Dude, his <laughs> his mom's name is Passioné Nguyen. Oh, no. Maybe it's Paisonne. What a twisted name. P A S I O N A Y E. We have more, but we have more important breaking news than Tyga. Well he Tyga did taste. Let me get a taste. He also did Oh. He was featured on Bedrock with your favorite Drake. But yeah, fuck Tyga.
0: Well we all we have some we have some breaking news as well. Brian Laundry. Brian, I ain't doing your laundry. Oh God. Is going down. Is going down, bro. And I if dog doesn't catch him, I don't want him to get caught. I'm saying that on record now. When
1: you say he's going down, what does that mean? Did they, did they catch him and they're going to prosecute?
0: Dog has not caught him yet, but they ruled Gabby's death by
1: strangulation. She ain't trip on a rock, dog. He choked her out. Just because that's the how what the the autopsy coroner report stated, that doesn't mean that he was the one that did it. No, thank you, Officer Free free Brian Laundrie. (laughs) Free free Brian Laundrie. It could have been any number of local, you know, (laughs) local transients, hike folk in the Wyoming. (laughs) other
0: people that were just out in the middle of the woods it, it, living in a van next to their van the, maybe the subreddits
1: the subreddits are saying it could be a drug deal gone bad of course that's always
0: that's always how crime starts that's always how crime. speaking of crime mm-hmm. how's hawaii
1: um hawaii it's it's pretty good you know i'm just sitting here in the telly there's the the Great British Baking shows on pause while I told Bay she has to put on the no, noise canceling for the next hour while she does some work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just checking out some tasty waves out the window. There's a bunch of local uh, Hawaiian surfers catching some nice, uh, mm-hmm. I would say, I wouldn't... Are they hot? They're they're too far away to tell if they're hot. I can just kind of see the surfboard and the wave. You know, it's you know the size of an ant from my mm-hmm. peripheral vision, but... I'm sure they're all pretty hot thirteen year old dudes with like nice bodies perfect. that's kind of my
0: thing when it comes that's kind of my attraction to surfing. It's not about the medi- it's not about the meditative nature of the waves and the and the power of the ocean, but it's more about the hot bodies yeah you know
1: any you know the meditative part you know we'll take it you know that's that's it's cake it's icing <laughs> on the cake i don't I won't turn my nose up at it. But yeah, it is mostly the bots. It's not really my thing. Yeah. I, I
0: know you're more of a longboard cat. So
1: I'm not a hot dogger on one of these little five footers. <laughs> that's that's the equivalent of like the one minute man. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I do know. I, I do like know more what I'm of saying. the long, you know, the people who say the strong silent type. I'm talking about the long, silent type. Is your
0: hotel room too nice to to and too high up to hear the waves crashing?
1: I told you these surfers look like ants where I'm from on the 27th floor. Yeah, but do you have a balcony? Do you have a balcony you can go
0: out on, or is it not really that kind of room? You didn't spring for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a balcony. So you're smoking cigs
1: out there? Are you just taking in the Hawaiian air? What's the vibe? I'm doing a combination of the two. Nice. Little cig, little Hawaiian air. I, I was able to... Um we, we we're in town for a wedding. So, uh you know when you fly over to when, when I'm flying domestically, I'm not I don't have a problem bringing some some drugs on the plane, you know what I'm saying? Even
0: though Hawaii is not part of the 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 core, you know, states here mainland, it is unfortunately part of America.
1: It's a little different. Yeah, I mean, obviously Hawaii is is a part of America, but their their travel restrictions, their TSA regulations, you know, their customs and all that stuff hits a little bit differently. They're like you can you know, they're worried a lot about agricultural Infestation, you know, sneaking a nanner on the plane, and you know that could develop into some type of.
0: So you're not you're not going to stuff a couple pineapples into your TJ Maxx suitcase unless you
1: <laughs> leave those there. Unless it's been unless it's been cleared by customs, you know, duty free dole. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool,
0: Jason, that you're such a bad boy, but also at your core a true rule follower, and that's kind of I think why we mesh so well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's how you play the game. You don't break the rules; you just bend them. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that 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 does help. Uh, All that is to say, I've been uh, I haven't had any tree to chief while I'm on while I'm on island time, which is ironic because no crazy to me is crazy better to smoke.
0: Yeah, bro. So you're telling me you didn't forge any, or you didn't bang your new homies' line for the Maui Wowie plug? out?
1: well, luckily at this wedding, some Wowie was procured. Okay, but the problem is, like, like we're leaving. Honolulu today and heading to uh, Maui Mm -hmm. so we will have to hop on a plane there are no uh, I tried to see if I could just take the Turo there but there's nothing Uh, depending even even with a low tide I won't be able to get there and I will have to hop on a plane (laughs) and I don't want you know it's, it's literally just a loose doobie in my pocket like there's no So you just you
0: just have the chief outside the airport old school chris style
1: well i mean I, instead of doing that because i didn't want to just like get you know superman spliffed out and then hop on a three a 3 p.m 45 minute flight i just i got the doobie Put it in my pocket and then I smoked it in front of the telly last night while while the waves were crashing on the rocks and all that stuff. But I gotta say the Maui Wowie. So big
0: DJ, mm. big TJ is on his white Lotus. How did you feel? Did you start sucking dick or did you just regular high?
1: I didn't get ass eating high. <laughs> i told you <laughs>
0: i told you i saw that guy at the bowery and i was just like damn that's the guy who got his ass on white lotus that's crazy the recipient
1: of the tongue not the not the tongue yeah
0: the tongue not the not the other guy the the recipient the young guy but yeah so, so you're saying that wowie got you zooted as hell in front of the hotel no
1: no no i'm saying wowie is the type of weed that is a little bit more low octane it's it's obviously homegrown natties um you know some nice little nice little like loose nugs it's not so dense but you're saying
0: but but if you put under the microscope are we seeing crystallization or is this just kind of regular swag?
1: you'll see crystallization under the microscope but under the naked eye, it won't be a ton of stalactites and stalagmites, which uh, when you're in Hawaii is not necessarily a bad thing because... Sure, I'm, you know, sure, I'm I, sure. I like the idea of just cruising, you know, like walking down to the water, you know, hitting the docks, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then you can really just enjoy the whole entire joint, you know, casually smoking it and have it, you know, instead of just like I need to just like power puff this dab hit and then... You know, hurry! Like, run up to my room before mm-hmm. what? You know, before I start fucking pissing myself or you know, clawing <laughs> the walls or something like that because I got so darn splifted. So all that is to say, I hit the Maui Wowie, smoked that hog leg all the way down to the down to the filter, threw it in the Pacific Ocean, and then I went back mm. went back upstairs. You know, <laughs> brushed my teeth, put my robe on, and I was just I was just chilling
0: hard. I'm, I'm loving to hear that you're getting some relaxation because, of course, I'm back to my grind. Went to the gym yesterday actually quickly before we get to our guest, went to the gym yesterday afternoon style and, and Hunter was training a uh, friend of the show, Ryan O'Connell. Oh yeah. And I got to have a nice forty five minute build with, with my shooter, uh, who's who's um he's going to New Orleans for a little while to, to star in Queer as Folk, the reboot. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's all it's all happening for him. It was nice to tap in with a true member of the Hollywood Elite um at the gym, my favorite place.
1: Prayers up for Hunter as well.
0: My yeah, Hunter's Hunter's about to go under the knife for some serious surgery. Uh, after years of being a high level athlete, it does take a toll on the human body.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't have like any type of. You know, crazy. It's, it's a, it's a sports related injury, not a.
0: Yeah. 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 He's still going to be able to train me, of course, because he would do that from his deathbed, uh, because of the commitment that I have is, is something that inspires him, I believe.
1: He doesn't have COVID or anything like that. No. Yeah. Nothing like that, but we, we do have a guest today. Uh, and I got to say, it's pretty major. Would you agree, Jason? I would agree. It's the God of hospitality and me as a front of house kind of guy <laughs> and Chris is more of a back house kind of guy. He won't really be able to, you know, speak the same lingo. Also, I have Ian and I come from the same pedigree of club promoting, you know, mm-hmm. world famous nightlife scenarios. So we, <laughs> yeah, <gonna> just Jason, really- <laughs>
0: Jason's, Jason's little club night with Stevie Oki is comparable to I don't know Studio Fifty Four, Palladium. Uh, you know, some of the small clubs that, that Ian Schrager has been involved in. But Ian Schrager is also well known for creating the boutique hotel. Uh, I've stayed in many of his properties over the years uh, and more recently uh, the public in New York, as well as the additions uh, mm-hmm. designed by designed by the goat, John Pawson. Um, so I, we have a lot to talk to Ian about. So let's just let's just j- give him a buzz and jump in.
1: OK, let's do
0: it. How long gone our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homeshef.com slash how long that's homeshef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber
1: to receive free dessert hi Ian I'm Jason how are you Jason I'm good how are you? I'm good. You feel at home on the podcast, Ian? I feel like you kind of podcast a decent amount.
2: I've done a couple of them. I haven't done a lot.
1: Do you enjoy being a podcast guest?
2: Uh, When I have uh, a smart uh, interviewer, I do.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Well, all right. Thanks for joining
0: us, Ian. This isn't going to go very well.
2: Ian, what's your definition of smart, okay?
1: (laughs) Uh, My definition of small. (laughs) Of smart. (laughs) Nothing small over here.
2: Uh, Someone that's in the know. Gets what's going on. Uh, curious. I think that's what I consider somebody smart.
1: I check all those boxes, Chris. What about you? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that I check all those boxes. Are <laughs> you coming to us live? Ian? Are Are you in New York?
2: Ian? Yes, I am.
0: Okay. So do you live full time in New York, or do you bounce around a little bit? Uh,
2: I live full time in New York. I bounce around when I have to, but uh, my base is New York. That's my home.
0: I know you're from. I mean, I, have you always been that way, or have you lived? Have you lived elsewhere for for stretches of time?
2: I have all the credentials. I was born in the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in Brooklyn. I now live in Manhattan. Uh, there was a period of time in my life where my family moved to Florida, Miami. I was there for about a year or so, but I always considered New York my my home.
1: Hey, man! Thanks to the, uh, the the addition hotel, I also love Miami. Yeah, a fine place to eat some oysters. Exactly check out some butts you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we're very excited to have you on the podcast I actually listened to a couple other podcasts with you where, where you were the guest and you really seem to have a gift for sharing what you've learned in your life with kind of the future generation I feel like you're really part of a specific generation where so many magical things happened and a lot of that stuff doesn't really happen too much anymore would you would you agree with that
2: uh well what are you talking about specifically
1: Uh, i mean just kind of the energy i mean like obviously the energy of like when things were a little more free like some people might call it pre-aids mid-coke as like maybe the sweet spot of you know the height of human lifestyle and just fun and excess and all those things before you know, the the kind of dark cloud that lives over us
2: came around? I think we'll get back to that again. You do? Yes, I, I do. I always have. You know, I don't really believe in paradigm shifts. You know, we're a species. Uh, we're, we have the human condition. We, we have an urge to socialize. I don't think those things basically and fundamentally change. I think the fashion around them changes. Technology is uh, now here. It wasn't in the past. But I don't think it fundamentally changes the way we are and, and, and what we seek in life. Uh, like people say to me, uh, well, with cell phones, uh, and, uh, and the lack of privacy and the ability to take photographs, you could never have the wild abandonment, uh, that you had at, uh, at studio 54. No, and I don't believe that. You know, I think uh, you'd probably have to get people to leave their cell phones outside or, but, uh, I, I, I don't believe we change. I think we're uh, you know the human condition doesn't change it always finds a way to uh, express itself and I think the, our very nature doesn't 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 change it goes in and around fashion change but not the fundamentals
1: I like that attitude
0: yeah I, I do too I think that's refreshing to hear and I agree with you to extent um, I think that, that people feel like that maybe because they don't know where to to find the stuff that they're looking for. Um, because I do think maybe it's gone deeper underground uh, because of the the cell phones, but I, I I think it's out there. I agree with you. I think it's out there as well. You know, when I was
2: in the studio, um, things were a little different. I mean, there was nothing you couldn't do at night that you couldn't get up the next morning and walk away from. Just a lot of things that are different today that were then. But it doesn't matter. You make your adjustments. You do the accommodations. It was very druggy back then in studio. I think it's still druggy. Uh, Maybe a different kind of druggy, but, you know, I I just think that that kind of uh, uh, desire to get out there and have fun and let loose and feel free and be whomever you want to be whenever you want to uh, is still there and, and always will be there.
1: I agree with that. I think I think we'll always kind of have the the nostalgia for like those those mythological times because you were obviously there during Studio 54 and and most people kind of consider that to be you know the pinnacle epitome of exactly what a club environment should be in in every way. So people and you know people from our gen- my generation and younger they just have to kind of hear about it as this mythological time that we'll never see. Like when people talk about quaaludes for example you know like every every drug addict kid nowadays who is you know taking prescription fentanyl or whatever they're like uh you know and and you hear these tales of like oh man quaaludes and you see them in the movies and and it's like this magical mythical thing it makes you yearn for this thing because you know you're never going to be able to you know sample it in the same way that that your generation was able to
2: there's always there's always a new thing on the horizon always i guess being older now and having been through this so many times and maybe getting a little wisdom uh no it, it's uh, every everybody and everything has its own time but it's it's the same it's just uh, it just it just doesn't change you know when when we did the studio 54 documentary uh, the director of that a good friend of mine, Matt Turnauer, didn't think uh, that because of all the various things that were in and around studio at the time, that uh, you would be able to recreate it again now. And I just totally disagree. It might be a little different, but if uh, I'm certain that I could create the same kind of reverie and abandonment and uh, and kind of freedom now, that was then. Okay. I mean, you you still see it in Burning Man. You still see it in Ibiza. Uh, and you still see it in East Berlin. It's still there.
1: It's cool that you still know and, and keep up with all this stuff and know about that. Yeah, and yeah. love your attitude that it can be possible because I I guess maybe I'm just pessimistic because I haven't been able to see that, that true version of it.
2: Well, I think it's more than possible. I think it's inevitable. Okay. I think it's 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 there. You know, I think the one bad thing that uh, I think uh, we have now is that it, it's time for some young people. You know, that kind of thing is a young person's thing. I think uh, somebody's got to come up with a new idea, uh, not a revolutionary, an evolutionary idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, instead of trying to recreate what was, has to do what's appropriate for now. But it's inevitable. We, we, we don't change. It's still out there.
0: So during your 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 heyday, uh, specifically Studio Fifty Four, and then onward with the Palladium, what was your nightlife consumption like? Were you in these clubs every single night, or or were you more of a, a, a you know top down view? No, guy?
2: we were. I was in the club every night along with Steve. You know, uh, don't forget, uh, part of that baby boom generation when we came into New York. Uh, uh, the uh, the demographics were a little bit different. There were a lot of people all of the same age, and everybody wanted to meet people, socialize. So you know there were that was like the um, uh, the garage era of making uh, rock and roll, or maybe the garage era of inventing Apple, where uh, uh, the nightclub world was in the, the very beginnings. There was a lot of spontaneity. Uh, you know, you didn't have to have a lot of money to do one. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff going on. There was uh, that was when uh, the, there was an emergence, you know, of the gay population in New York that was setting the cultural tone, along with the black uh, generation of people that was setting uh, the cultural tone. And so you got, I had all these things going on. It was like a like a candy store, open access. I see it with my kids. I, I it's still out there today. I remember Steve when after we did the studio, we did another nightclub called the Palladium. And he would say to me, "Do people still want to dance?" Said, Steve, are you kidding me? Of course, people uh, people want to dance. When we did a nightclub at public the hotel, uh, I was told, "Well, people only want to dance in, in Brooklyn. They don't want to dance in Manhattan." I mean, that is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody has got to do the right
0: thing. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is actually ridiculous. That 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 doesn't make a lot of that doesn't make Someone a lot of just sense. Has I to mean, do
2: the right thing at the right time. So, you no. Know, so I enjoyed. Um, Incurably curious. I enjoyed going out and seeing what was going on, what people are doing. I'm still incurably curious about about everything, uh, whether it was going to, uh, you know, white middle class clubs, or gay clubs, black clubs, Latin clubs, yeah, Indiana boroughs. Uh, I was always curious what was happening culturally during that time that I said to Steve, you know, we, we can do this. You, know, you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of knowledge. You don't have to have an expertise. You just have to have the balls to go in there and try something. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to be in there because it wasn't an intellectual exercise for me. It was. I had to feel it. I had to see what was going on. But the, but the minute that the night turned the corner and I was comfortable with where it was, I left and I went home. And uh, Steve stayed because he loved it he enjoyed it he had fun.
0: So you're saying you're saying you would get there early you would make sure everything's rocking and then when you felt like exactly. it was in a good place, you would leave. So w- one two in the morning you're out of there you're yeah, out of there
2: exactly. So I' probably leave twelve thirty or one maybe a little later sometime one thirty 30 or two uh, but uh, Steve would stay at the full five o'clock in the morning
1: when you know when when you're doing like a live show or you're DJing or throwing a party, and you leave. There's there's kind of the adrenaline going. It can often be a little tough to kind of wind down. Um Does wh- that something that you had a problem with, or was it easy for you? Did you have to, you know, no. get a slice of pizza, have a joint, watch a little TV, or can you just go down, fall asleep? I don't wind
2: down. I don't <laughs> wind down.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, Ian. I'm with, I'm with you, bro. I don't wind down either. <laughs> I just we're, we're we're we 100 miles an hour.
2: Whatever it took, I would do. You know, I had a kind of uh uh, just you know we, we were always exhausted yeah like a seven day 24 hour a day job and we were obsessed with it and always exhausted the club club wasn't wasn't open on monday and when that came around you know we were like crawling into bed to get some rest and get some sleep it was just totally exhausting and exuberant experience all at the same time
0: how, how, lo- how long did this period of your life last? Like, did you, by the end of it, were you just totally burnt out or were you ready to hop in and do it again?
2: Yeah, I would do it again. I, it, the whole thing lasted about uh, three and a half years, uh, which doesn't seem like a very long time, but it was uh, long enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that
0: exactly. No, no, I, I can imagine it's long enough. I mean, that takes a toll on you, I'm sure. And during this, was this all you were doing at the time or did you have other projects in the works or that didn't come until later?
2: We would be, and inundated with authors of doing studio all over the place. And we had entertained it. We went and visited. But you know what? It was such a love affair with us, uh, with studio, and making it so perfect that we had a hard time pulling, pulling away from it. Uh, and uh, we always wanted to make sure it was absolutely perfect. We were always you know, dealing with it as if it was a, a party in our own home and our personal guests were coming over. We wanted to make sure that it was absolutely perfect.
0: I mean that's a that's a common issue with like a great restaurant, right? You know they'll open another location somewhere and the yeah. food just isn't quite as good because there's no way to pay attention the right. way you do to the People original. People were coming at us
2: from all over the place to do to do to do studios, and we just uh, you know just uh, didn't react to it first of all because it was incredibly successful as it was, and, and we were you know just concerned that uh, if we took our eye off the ball because it is. You don't have any discernible product in a nightclub. All you have is that magic that you create. Uh, and you have the same music, you have the same liquor, you have everything. So every day, it's just a question of putting all the various elements together and trying to create that alchemy, that, that excitement, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, it's, uh, because you don't have anything really to sell. Other than that, it's a kind of very exhausting business dealing with a lot of uh, unknowns and things that you can't really count on because you don't have anything specific to sell. You're selling an experience. You're not even sure what the experience is. So you just do everything possible
1: you can even come up with <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's, no, uh, no, no. it's like what, I, you're right. it's like what you're right. the uh, what the senate defined pornography as you don't exactly. can't explain it but you, but I know it when I see it it's you know, you, know you, you, you need to be standing there in the front door of the club like if you do a studio 54 in Denver and Milwaukee and and uh, Singapore you, you, you can't control who's coming in you can't just tell the door person just let hot people in because that's not going to be it. You need to be. You need to know you at the door, or your partner at the door has to be there. Being able to tell is this person going to be a good person to come into the club and create a, a positive environment? And it's it's like a sense or a feeling that you can't pick up by just Absolutely. seeing seeing it. And
2: you know, it's an act. imperfect process. You don't really know. Uh, you know, you do your best, but you don't really know. Other nights is better than than other nights. But, uh, yeah.
3: you know, that
2: quote you just said about uh, the pornography is one I often use. Oh, yeah? Uh, you know, uh, yes, because it's the truth. Uh, it's hard to define it, but you'll know it when you see it. You'll know it when you feel it. It's the same thing with creating excitement in a place. It's hard to define it. Can't put a definition on it. Can't categorize it. Can't put it in a book. Can't put it in a box. But we all know it when we feel it. And that's uh, what makes it such a nerve-wracking, intense business.
1: And thank God you can't teach it or define it or anything no. like that, because then uh, I guess you'd be out of a damn job, huh? Right,
2: exactly. Then everyone would do it, and if everyone <laughs> would do it, it wouldn't be special.
0: When did you get the hotel bug? At what era in in the in the in the nightclub you know part of your life were you like you know what I think the next step for me is hotels? Probably when they sent the check. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> People don't see the connection, but. You're in a nightclub business. It's a hospitality business. You're looking after people. Uh, you're trying to provide them with a good time and you know they, they don't sleep over or they're not supposed to. <laughs> but, uh, so, so <laughs> restaurants, hotels, uh, things like that where people are getting together for communal experiences and having fun. They're all, all kind of related. And so for us, the hotel was the next logical progression. Uh, and that whole business is so opportunistic. What happened was, we had sold Studio 54, and we took back a bunch of promissory notes. And when the person couldn't pay us the promissory notes, we traded those promissory notes back to him for his interest in the hotel. So that was really, oh, shit. that was the point. We got to own part of our hotel, and then we had to buy out the rest of the apartment so we can own all of it.
0: I um, have stayed at many of those hotels over the years, but I mean, I think that the you know Times Square location, was always so interesting to me because I I feel like it was, Times Square is just a tough place to to make it work.
2: It's so much fun. It's so fun to uh, uh, prove the naysay is wrong or the doubt is wrong. You know, we're strictly in the building and people will come to business. You know, you do something special. uh, You know, you you create something that uh, uh, touches people emotionally. They come to it. They find a way to beat down the door to get to it. And, and, and when it's something that, uh, you know, really hits the bullseye, there is not really anything you can do to prevent people from wanting to go to it. It's just in that, you know, the way we try and do things, just, you know, outwork, outdo do something so special that people feel they have to be there because of what they think is going
0: on. The Paramount Hotel is what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I remember stay I remember staying there, you know, a handful of times because I was working in the music business and that's a hotel that Sony Music liked to put us in because I think it was like relatively close to their office. And I was always like I don't want to stay in Times Square. You guys are insane. This is a shithole. <laughs> and then I and then I you know went to the hotel and I was like, oh, this is actually great. I really like this, yeah. and it did change my my kind of my outlook on what Times Square could be, which I think is a big challenge and a success if you can do that.
2: So great to hear that.
1: The Schrager
0: effect. I remember yeah.
2: everybody telling us not to do that hotel. You know, they said you know Morgan was a hundred and fifty room hotel, Paramount is a six hundred and fifty room hotel, with a different business never do it it's it's just no like uh it's it's funny it being being thought of as always being an elitist i just you know believe in the people you do something good and they come so that was uh a, a, a real that was the first hotel by the way i did uh after steve had died i did Royalton, he was sick already at that point i did most of that by myself but but time when i was totally on my own and uh you know, every one of these projects for me is like having a child and my kids, you know, and I love them all and they, they all have a, a special, uh, you know, memories for me.
0: Of course. No, I mean, I think that the, I, I mean, I, I think Jason and I both are able to, to see clearly the connection, you know, between nightlife, nightclubs and, and hotels and the, the hospitality through line. But I think that the, the challenges are probably different. Is that safe to say?
2: Oh, it's so right on the money. You know, people would say to me, I'm trying to do a nightclub in the lobby. Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> what I was trying to do was to capture the same freedom and energy, kinetic energy and, and, uh, and diversity that people would mix and have fun and everything. I wasn't trying to do a nightclub. I was trying to do a hotel. <laughs> and people never really understood there was a subtle distinction between the two. I didn't want to do a hotel on top of a nightclub. I wanted to do a hotel that had a really vibrant and exciting hotel lobby, like the way the hotels 150 years ago used to have, like the Plaza, the Monaco.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that the interesting thing that I see is that you know I think that um, in some ways people check into hotels to be someone else. You know, in the same way that you could go to a nightclub to be somebody else. You know you can you can kind of take on whatever you want because there's this kind of like anonymous feeling that comes with it's it it's a freedom yeah exactly it's a freedom
2: that comes with it and so it's so funny you're saying this Ash, because I, I i say this today you know when we did a studio we when people got in there they were absolutely free felt free there was nothing that could hurt them they can do and be anything they wanted If they were sitting next to some celebrity, they didn't care. They were there to have a good time. They could be free. Well, we jump forward forty years now. Working on a hotel like Public, we're still after that same freedom. We're still after the thing of making people feel free to do whatever they want, and that's the magic potion.
0: So, is the you know people have always told me about the hotel business that you kind of live and die by the you know the food and beverage. You know, Is there truth to that coming from someone who's done it successfully so many
1: times or is that just another piece of the puzzle?
2: It's another piece of the puzzle.
1: I think water pressure is a little bit more important than food and beverage. That (laughs) too, that too. Those
2: simple things, those simple, simple things that we all know and love that sometimes they neglected because they're left out of the brand book for some reason Mm -hmm. or left out of the standard operating procedures. I, I think the food and beverage brings another element of excitement you know I think the food and beverage what it does when it's geared toward the people who live in the city mm-hmm. rather than the guests of the hotel. It kind of makes sense because uh, people when they come to a city and they stay in a hotel want to go to the place, the restaurant, the bar, what have you that all of the people of the know in the know of that city go to, so it just makes good sense to me, well, it's right downstairs everyone in new york goes to this restaurant right downstairs this bar right downstairs so it's just a good business tactic. before us uh, restaurants were primarily lost leaders there was nothing more boring than a hotel restaurant or a hotel bar well that was because it was geared towards the guests rather than the people of that city
1: and yeah i guess you know the kind of the whole point of that that hotel existence is if you don't have access to these cool places where the local new yorkers or la people are going you know, you get you get to buy your way into that little privileged life by getting a hotel room, and that doesn't really. I feel like that doesn't happen so much anymore. It doesn't happen in
2: our places, but what it does get is it does get you the, the, the kind of uh, good housekeeping seal of approval that whatever it is, you know, the restaurant, the bar, whatever we have going on here is a cool place. And the people in the know who live here, they do go there, and it makes you want to go there.
1: What do you think about Las Vegas, Ian?
2: You know. Uh, it's, uh, right now, it's not my cup of tea, obviously.
3: Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, it,
2: uh, it's a, but, but I am going to take a look at it, uh, in November, uh, you know, because I, I, I think that it, it, it may be time for somebody to come in there and, mm-hmm. and, and do something very unique and special, uh, and, uh, and, uh, not dumbed down, but something sophisticated and, the people that usually come to the hotels, the things we do, you know, you know, would like. Uh, and so it is an interesting – it is something interesting. I've looked at it a few times and never felt like to pull a plug. But now I am thinking of taking a serious look at it. I think it's – I mean, I, I
1: love that, you know, once once you kind of have hit all these milestones and plateaus in your career, I mean, it really is – do you, like, feel a responsibility to kind of go in and be like, well, there's not many people that can go in and make – Las Vegas, cool and special and fun and exciting and sophisticated again. You know, it's it's unfortunately up to me. Do you feel do you feel a weight on your shoulders, or are you just kind of you know floating around and doing whatever you feel like doing?
2: No, I feel the challenge of it. I feel it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's what interests me to go in there and do something that hasn't been done before, hasn't been done for quite a long time. I think there was an element of sophistication to Vegas in the '60s. Yeah, uh, but you know, and, but but it kind of lost it and uh and but but i think uh it has all the makings of being able to do it again you know provided somebody could walk that uh delicate balancing act uh and uh do something good for business but not uh, uh appeal to the lowest common denominator do something Yeah. Simple.
1: first of all we got to get the mob back running that joint
2: <laughs> that probably would be a step up
1: yeah that'd be a step <laughs> up you got to break a couple <laughs> eggs to make an omelet you know but, uh you know, what do you do in that situation? i mean I, I feel like it's so tough in that situation because we're talking about you know Vegas kind of hitting the lowest common denominator. It couldn't be further from you know the original version of itself in the sixties where it it did have that vibe you'd go there, you'd hit the valet. The, the lobby was the coolest place to be in. The restaurants were all great. You never had to leave your hotel. Everything was there. And now it's just kind of, you know, it's 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 not that. What, what are some ways that you, you know, kind of humanely curate the crowd, you know, keep out the riffraff, as it were, besides, you know, things besides just having a high price point because that doesn't do it anymore, yeah. like... No, it's is it you not. know? Is it the music? Is it the you know? Just certain. What are, what are some humane ways that you can curate your crowd?
2: First of all, you curate your crowd by getting and doing a great product, because they, you have a great product, it attracts the right people. You know, uh, so I you know just to throw out some some ideas, I haven't really delved into it full time, but you know, like for instance, uh, there are a lot of um, strip clubs in Vegas.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm familiar.
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Funny, do I needed the wife and I just read about it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know what about doing a strip club that was inspired by uh, like Hel- Helmut Newton photographs, uh, and that was Ooh. very very elegant, uh, and uh, you know had a a, a uh, there was something exciting about it and all, but it was elegant. It even could be a place you would go with your wife and your girlfriend, but there was something sexy. Your
0: it. wife, your wife, and your girlfriend, or your wife, or your girlfriend, <laughs> and or your girlfriend. Both uh, work. Okay, both I work. understand. Sorry, I was just, I was just trying but to it understand. Was,
2: it was, it was an elegant. Uh, it, was, mm-hmm. it was something elegant and tasteful about it, but, but still sexy, still sexy. Uh, well, like let's say, let's say somebody was able to take the uh, uh, the uh, slot machines and uh, t- and turn them into the same kind of exciting things that all these uh, video games. You know are and uh, you know so that uh,
0: yeah been yeah.
2: updated and modernized and it's actually really fun to play uh, while you're gaming and not just mm-hmm. you know what what's there currently. I mean it's just a million ways of doing things you just have to you know kind of sit through and and and, and come up with yeah that for,
1: for me it would it would be I mean it sounds like a fun challenge and you know those ideas off the top of your head are are good ideas but the the problem or I guess the thing that would bug me is like when you when you're at the club, And you have the front door, you have the velvet rope, and you have the ability to restrict access to certain people. But but at a hotel, anyone can just book a hotel room, so you kind of lose that control. How do how do you how do you manage that?
2: The product has to do the curation. Yeah. Oh, it has to. You know, it's like in other words, uh, some. You know, I I remember some of the uh, the people that used to come to the Paramount, for instance. Uh, when you got in the elevator and you couldn't read the elevator signs, uh, you know, it was too dark and stuff like that. <laughs> too dark. I've yeah. been in the elevator sometimes. I hear people say this is like a hotel from hell. Well, then you shouldn't <laughs> be at this hotel. You know, this is not for you.
1: This is the, <laughs> Some people like hell. Well, the Marriott's you know, the
2: across product, the street, Chief. Th- even the gaming, you know, when I take a look at the gaming, you know, the gaming in Las Vegas, the most popular part of the gaming in Las Vegas is the um, slot machines. Yeah, uh, uh, in China, uh, the, the the most the profitable part of gaming is the table games. You know, so I often thought, you know, uh, when you go into a bar and you see people uh, hanging around a pool table and socializing and drinking and having fun, it's really not about playing pool. It's really about socializing. So I wonder if there isn't a way, you know, to do that with the table games where it's a social fun thing communal mm-hmm. thing meeting people not just gaming gaming is part of it but it's 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 something more it's something so those are the kind of things that i would be thinking about
0: is the because cha- the challenge that i see is also just the scale right you know what i mean everything has to be at this level not only room count but just in general you know what i mean when restaurants move there you're open a location there you see them kind of add these these kind of grandiose things to the menu you see everything get bigger and better you know is there room for something you know quote unquote boutique or does it have to be kind of vegas style just done differently and better
2: yes uh, but you know you, you got to figure that out You know, but that's the part I enjoy. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy putting the pieces together and figuring it out what people want and what they'll respond to. You know, uh, know, don't go by the rules. We're trying to do something that hasn't been done before and we're not afraid to risk the failure, although thank God I never had one. But...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. I feel you. But
2: I risk it. Anytime you do something new, anytime you do something innovative, you got to break people's habits. It's risky but uh that's the kind of the part that i i i in that i love to do you
1: don't do it nobody else will yeah, exactly that's
2: right and then you don't know, move forward
1: when you come out to los angeles ian what do you what are you doing out here
2: i i you know i love ballet. you know uh, uh you know i did a bunch of hotels out there you know i want to do more uh i am looking now to do more uh you know i i think uh of course, about the downtown area, which is right now very, very old with hotels. I think about Santa Monica, you know. I think about West Hollywood. Still, I think about Beverly Hills. I think about uh, you know all of those um, usual suspects. You know, LA is cool.
0: Look, Ian, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the sauce for free, you know. But the the East Side is probably the most lacking for hotels. What's the East Side? Like Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz.
2: Oh, yeah. I've heard of that Echo Park.
0: Well, you know, Santa
1: Monica needs help, too. That's true. That's true.
2: They definitely, definitely do. You know, and for somebody like me, when I go to LA, you know, I want to see the ocean, or I want to see movie stars <laughs> i don't want to go downtown
0: hell yeah, yeah hell yeah me too bro but that's perfect downtown sucks i want
1: but, palm trees ocean and exactly. uh, brad brad pitt wearing a small you know maybe a, a a shirt where too many buttons are unbuttoned stuff like that
2: I, you know what <laughs> exactly it's funny but i absolutely agree with it you know mm-hmm. i i uh <laughs> but you know everyone ran into just the thing that I'm careful of, I You know, everyone ran into downtown. It was like a feeding frenzy and I never quite could pull the trigger.
3: Mm-hmm. It Smart just move.
2: didn't feel right to me. And even though I know there's a great restaurant scene down there a lot of cool restaurants and everything like that, and a lot of people living down there, it's just, uh, you know, people in, in, in LA, friends of mine who live in LA have a hard time because it's a lot of traveling to get there and back. So the jury's still out for me. It's a, it's a new thing.
0: Where do you stay in L.A.?
2: The Addition. Where do you think I stay? <laughs> Look, Ian,
0: I didn't know if you had a house here. I didn't, you know, I don't know. I, did, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if you...
2: I, I stay. I, I love the Addition hotel. I okay, usually stay in a hotel that I do. Uh, if not, i might stay at a friend's house. But uh, uh, it would usually be, if I if I didn't have a hotel there at the moment, uh, which hasn't been for a while, I usually stay in the Bel Air because I like the grounds like walking yeah that's the the that's
0: that's my favorite the
2: swan there
1: yeah the uh the addition in in west hollywood is is a great hotel i've been there a few times had dinner there a little while ago it's nice oh
2: thank you you know we had a lot of fun doing that
1: what's
0: your what's your relationship with john paulson you guys go way back
2: uh it's so funny uh yes he's a good good friend of mine Uh, and a really really talented man and a very very nice guy by the way as rigorous as his work is, he's a very easygoing kind of guy. He's married to a woman that used to work at Colf- Colfax and Fowler, who's a very decorative, uh, fancy interior design group, uh, in London. He's just a great guy. I know him a long time. Uh, you know, I, I, I hadn't worked with him, uh, up until, uh, you know, maybe, maybe eight or nine years ago, or 10 years ago but uh he's just a great great guy really refined eye i can't say enough about him such a great guy of great talent
0: yeah i mean i'm a big fan of his work and and like i i just think that when you apply that to these hotels it really is something but like there's nothing else that looks like it. it is the reality yeah. you know there's nothing well, else that's so looks great
2: like. to hear that thank you
0: there's nothing else that looks like it and i think that like that pool at the west hollywood look i mean i don't know that whole building is great and it sticks out in, in a good way Thanks. um you know and I, I think that i think that was a smart decision for you guys to do those yeah. together. Yeah. Are there more addition hotels coming?
3: Oh
2: yeah, we're working on like
0: 40 other, uh, all over the world. Yeah. 40? Yeah. 40. <laughs> Damn. Okay, shit. All right. Cuz it, it is a partnership. It's a partnership with Marriott, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got you got some real bread over there that can that can help
1: you crank those out. Yeah. So Marriott is like your Spotify.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something on a really, really, really big scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they were the best guys to do it
1: with. Sometimes you got to dance with the one who brung you, huh? Yep. Is that the first
0: time? Is that the first time you've partnered with like a big, big group of that of that size to do something?
2: Yes. You know, when it was a learning experience for me.
0: I was going to ask what the challenges were, because I feel like you're a guy who uh, likes to do what he wants to do, doesn't like much well, feedback. But that's my guess. I
2: still like to do what I like to do. Marion had to get used to that, and I had to get used to them. And, you know, we had to really learn to respect each other. And, you know, they're a public company. They have a different set of responsibilities. They can't take the same chances yeah, an entrepreneur can take. But, you know, we respected each other. We both realized... We each do something the other one can't do, uh, and so. But it it was a learning curve, uh, you know. And and I think the most important part is I was just really, really close with the uh, CEO, uh, Arnie Sorenson. He was just a great, great, great guy, uh, and uh, and so that made things easier. But it it, it took some while to get, uh, you know, they they do things by consensus. Every public company does, and uh, I don't do anything by consensus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the consensus. (laughs) You know, I'm not a, in work, it's not a democracy with me. It's strictly a tyranny. You know, I want to, it's my ass is on the line, and I want to make sure it gets done the way I feel comfortable about it. And I'm not sure. But I, but if, if I'm going to go down. I want to go down doing it my
1: way. I mean, you know, with your track record, you can kind of be like, hey, you know, check check the scoreboard, guys. Things yeah, seem that, to be going well so far.
2: That's what I do. I, I, you know, now
1: I don't understand why I'm getting any pushback.
2: Well, you know, it's uh, because I, I, I suppose, reasonable people differ about things.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, there, there's a difference of opinion. It doesn't mean the other person being unreasonable. It means that. Uh, you know, they ever they might have a different view. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think it's gotten over you know, the past we've been partners out for thirteen years, and over a period of time, it's gotten easier. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they're, they're they're all nice guys, they're all bright, uh, they're, they're the best hotel guys in the industry. But it's it's like uh, they're from Mars and, and I'm from Venus, so uh, it's uh, it's getting used
0: to. Obviously, the creative side of the hotel stuff is fun. But is there is there some of the maybe not so glamorous jobs that you actually like? You know, getting one of these things off the ground. Are you are you a number cruncher? Are you you know really into you know, picking out the shower heads, or or is it all all the same to you? No,
2: I'm picking out the shower. Heads. Ian
0: loves doing payroll. Loves payroll. You love doing P and L, don't you?
2: Yeah, you, know, you have to. You know, you know. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't do something that's successful business wise, you're not going to get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do something successful business wise, you can't tell somebody to jump off the lane, jump off the building because you want to do it this. I we're going to do it this way. You know, so it has to be successful. It's not. We're not artists. In the end, we're businessmen. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have to do something that that that's great and we're proud of. But it has to be successful, or else you won't get an opportunity to keep doing it. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the
1: phone the phone stops ringing. Yeah, you
2: have to be successful. You have to be a business guy about it. You know, I don't do it for the money. I do it because I enjoy the success. But. It has to be financially successful. The money's nice. It's not too bad. Yes, of course. But if you do it for the money, it's a perversion of the process. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you got to do it to do something great. And, and and if you do something great, the money will take care of itself.
0: Amen
1: to that, brother.
0: I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. have uh, you, you've,
1: you've kind of always been a little bit more of, uh, I guess, the behind-the-scenes guy, at least as it pertains to your partnership in Studio 54, yeah um you know how as you've gotten older do you feel like you're, you're still that same way are you or you do you like being a little bit more in the limelight are you or have you grown accustomed to some public attention a little bit more i'm still the same way still the same way
2: funny i had a couple of friends very 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 creative people and very 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 successful in their uh, industries uh mm-hmm. and uh they were shy uh, as I was when we first started, you know, as we got older, they they grew out of that, and they the wine, like the limelight now, and they like taking the bows and so on and so forth. I don't, <laughs> you know, I like, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't like all the stuff that comes with it. It's a, it's a burden to me, you know. So, like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Forty Second Street. Uh, in that movie, the director uh, pulls that thing together. Uh, it becomes a great, great, great big hit. He's a very, 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 very successful director, and his payoff is just standing outside in the alleyway as all the people in the mm-hmm. in the theater are walking out and hearing them say how much they like the show. That was his gratification of it. Uh, and uh, for some reason, that's the only thing that uh, that's still it's the only thing that's still interesting. I'm still shy, <laughs> you know. I could talk about the work because it's my work. That's why Steve and I got along so well. He did like it, uh, and uh, and we loved each other, so when he was getting it, I felt I was getting it too, you know, vicariously.
0: That's a good business relationship. Yeah, that's a good business relationship. Like you said, everybody does something that doesn't do.
1: How often are you getting stopped on the street, Ian?
2: I get stopped know. And,
1: and you're okay with it? I'm sure you're a good sport
2: about it. Yes, I am. I'm, that comes with the territory. You know, we're gracious about it and, and, and things like that. It's just that... You know, if I go to a cocktail party with my wife, I grab a hand and hold on for dear life. Its just I'm um, just not uh, <laughs> that kind of person I mean,
1: so that doesn't so I, I this is you know a lot of people have maybe social anxiety about you know going to a dinner party and and you're saying even even with age after been after been you know been to thousands of dinner parties, it doesn't get easier. You're still holding on for dear life,
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: it's just funny. it's just the way I am. I'm not good at cocktail party banter. Good at puppet speaking. Could speak in front of a hundred million people if I had to, if it got to work. Cocktail uh, uh, party banter—I'm not good at.
1: Well, you—you you said you don't really wind down. Does your does your wife ever force you to wind down?
2: Yeah, you know I've learned a lot from my wife. Mm-hmm. I have a great family. I'm very happy. Probably happiest I have ever been. I got a great family. I got uh, five kids, uh, and uh, I enjoy my life with them and. You know, I enjoy my work. I enjoy my life with my family. I got to carry everything. I'm the richest guy in the world, I'm richer than Jeff Bezos. I got everything I want. I don't care what anybody else
0: has. What's the day to What's the day to day looking like? Are you still going to the office? Are you hitting Equinox like Balthazar Breakfast? What are I we talking about? Haven't
2: really back to New York yet full time, but I get up every morning and I work out for about an hour.
0: Hold on, hold on. We we talk about fitness a lot on this podcast. So what kind of workout are we doing? Uh,
2: really, I just get on the uh, aerobics. I get on a treadmill, or I get on an elliptical, I get on a bike. I watch the news. I watch something. You know, do it for an hour and then I get off and take a shower and then I'm working all day long. You know, in my desk, people are coming over for meetings. I'm getting on Zoom and I do that. I probably stop about, uh, you know, four or five o'clock. I, you know, because I still love it. I still love it. I go, Mm -hmm. you know, my kid comes home and I see my family. We eat dinner and I hang out and very, very provincial, boring existence now. (laughs) I don't like to tell people (laughs) because it's very bad for the reputation. But uh,
3: that's my <laughs>
2: No, I think it's a I think it's a
0: this is how it's supposed to go. You know what I mean? You can't I mean, you know, you, you can't do the same thing forever.
2: You got yeah, you know
1: Nobody expects you to do a key bump every morning. I've been
2: there and I've done that.
0: <laughs> More so. How old's your youngest kid?
2: Eleven.
0: Eleven? Yep. Damn, so you're okay, the eleven is like you're full dad mode right now. Yep. This is not a joke. I
2: was in a nightclub world for a while. I did everything. And so, uh, you know, I got it all out of my system.
0: That, yeah, that makes and, sense. Uh, that makes sense. You, got- you know, that's
2: really where it's, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of people who survive the nightclub business, by the way. you know, Most
0: of the time, they get consumed by it. Well, it's hard not to, especially in a time where it was a little freer, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm sure a lot of people that you were around in your early days are no longer around.
2: Look, a lot of friends. But, um, you know, that's life. Uh, you know, I still hold them with me, but... You know, I just got to the point, you know, I wish I would have gotten there sooner. That I have a level of contentment and, uh, you know, and I'm happy. I'm enjoying my work. I love it and I'm enjoying my family, Love them. I really have everything I could possibly want.
1: Do you, are you going to be one of those types of people who never retires?
2: Yes. <laughs> you know, as long as I, because I love it. If I didn't love it, I would stop.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: If, I,
2: if I still couldn't contribute. Uh, make a difference. I would stop, but I, but I actually hope this doesn't sound presumptuous. I actually think we're getting getting better at it because I I don't agonize over everything. I kind of realize now that there's a certain universe of options and possibilities, and the things come much quicker to me. And maybe that's a result of working, you know, with Marriott and doing so many different places that they just it's just a lot easier for me now.
1: You know, I, I, I've had other people in my life and seen other. Other people, as they get older, they kind of are they 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 have like a weird feeling inside of them, or they know that if they don't keep working and moving, then they're gonna die, kind of thing. You know, like the you know if that spirit stops, then the other side is a lot closer than they would have liked. Do you is that a thing that you feel? Yeah. As you reach a certain age, like I, I got to keep this train rolling, or or I won't be rolling anymore. No,
2: it's curiosity. Okay. I think the secret is. Being curious about everything and being excited, and enthusiastic about seeing and learning and new things and connecting the dots to see what's going on and figuring out where people are going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just as curious about that as I was when I first got started. And I think that curiosity is what keeps you young at heart mm-hmm. because you're always open to discovery and always open to new things. I agree.
1: I agree. You taking notes, Chris? could learn a thing or two from this guy
2: i
0: could i could take a thing i could learn a thing or two from this guy (laughs) but i i mean you know i I think i am not able to have that kind of perspective at my young age jason so you know i i I can accept the advice now and hopefully hopefully chris i
1: wish i wish ian and i could teach you curiosity but it's something that's just inherently in you i'm sorry
3: yeah
0: (laughs) i i know that i know that what a Ian, you know, before we let you go, what are, what are some of your favorite New York institutions? I would love to know the places that you frequent the most that you really have a special place in your heart.
2: Balthazar, Sweet
1: Green, whatever it is. <laughs>
2: well, I love I love Keith McNally's place. Uh, you know, I think he's uh, one of the few people in the business that I really do respect uh, and, and hold in high regard. He did it a little differently than I did. I mean, he he took a, a French beast. Well, in a French brasserie and, but in somehow, in some way he made it his and took it a next step. And I just think all his, uh, all his restaurants are great. Everyone I, and I, over the years, I just think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, he's terrific. I, I also, you know, very much admire John Louis in uh, in Paris, great restaurateur and he's done a few hotels. They've all been great. And he's just, uh, you know, just, I really admire and, uh, and respect him in New York I of course I love Central Park uh, I, I love Riverside Park as well and uh, I love uh, the uh, the west side by by the river all the way from downtown all the way up to the GW Bridge for the restaurants uh, you know uh, depends upon the food you're talking about I love Peter Lugers I don't know if you know of that place it's a classic oh, of course a, a, of course. a place uh, yes ever uh, and uh, I went there I used to go there with my father and mother wow. and uh you know for the restaurants uh you know depends on the food i get you know, a lot of different restaurants the clubs i haven't been going to very much but i do mine i like you know very much uh, uh the house of yes people mm-hmm. uh, it's a new generation and new breed of nightlife people you know there are a couple of people like that involved it's them it's Ben Pondo may quest there's a couple of people that i work with there are they're are a new generation of night people that are you know, not mindless and oblivious to what's going on. They're smart and curious. And I think maybe we'll see a new renaissance coming up in the next few years. Because I think it's bubbling. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, what just tried uh, with the DJs, which I, I think uh, they turned the nightclub business, which is really a high profit margin business, into uh, paying the DJ things as ridiculous and expensive and took the place of entertainment. But I, I think they're coming up with their own form of entertainment. That that's kind of a cross between uh, maybe Burning Man and the Circus <laughs> of that That uh, that I, I, I think there's
0: something going on there with that. No, you're right. That's that's a better comparison than I've heard. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Uh, it's. I think the problem with that is, is the the difference between between talent driven and just environment driven. Like the the best clubs you go to are not just an empty room and now this dj that we paid a hundred thousand dollars is going to play at it's more of just i know that whatever day of the week i go to the spot it doesn't matter who's djing it's going to be what i'm looking for
2: yeah you know it's so funny i paid my used to pay my dj sixty (laughs) dollars sixty dollars seventy five dollars i remember one time there was a big shot DJ. uh, in New York, he put his name up in neon uh, outside of the DJ booth. I went around and there to take that name down. <laughs> you know, it's like that things have just changed. It became a perversion of itself, a parody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, I know what's going on with the DJs, but, um, you know, some of these guys are making 2020. 2020- million dollars a year oh yeah
0: I, it's hard for me to fathom it too jason comes from a dj background so he's just mad he's missing out on that money
1: i want that bubble to pop at any moment
2: I, uh, <laughs> you know you know what i'm seeing right now also i'm seeing a lot of women djs yeah a lot
1: yeah much more yeah, than sure. i've seen
2: the last few years taking food out of my mouth <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but i think you may see a resurgence in nightlife soon i think it's uh yeah? it's uh I've, I've been feeling it in the air yeah we're sure. hanging
0: on we're hanging yeah. on uh yeah. Ian Ian honestly it's been a pleasure thank you for joining us
2: all right you guys were it was really uh, uh really a pleasure and you know, smart guys make for good interviews thanks Ian like I said in the very beginning we'll
1: be out in New York in a couple weeks we have a show at the Bowery Ballroom and and uh, and I'll be staying over at the public
2: oh great hey so uh, reach out to me there tell them you know that you're here and I'll, I'll come and visit all
1: right us. amazing that'd be great that'd,
2: that'd be great, great hey thank you for
0: having me thanks Ian of course Ian thank, thank pleasure. you talk to good you good soon day.